Hey everybody, it's Jaden. Um, just wanted to let you know that on today's episode, we will be talking about uh, a number of mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, um, and suicide. And um, so I just wanted to make you aware of that. And if you're sensitive to those things, this might not be the episode for you, but I encourage you to go back, check out our other episodes, and uh, stay tuned for more from us. And if you are uh, interested in hearing about that, then keep listening. It's going to be very interesting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cool People for Change. I'm Jaden Van Bork. And I'm Clementine Baltz. Yes, you are. And are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. At least like 75% sure. Alright. Um, I'll take but, my odds. Um, <laughs> we're back. We're back. Um, it's been a, been a little while. Um, I don't know how long it's been, but the feeling I get is that it has been a significant portion of time um but we're here we're we're vibing would you say you're vibing i would in fact say that i am in a state that one might consider to be called vibing a state of oscillation (laughs) just kind of like um yeah um it's it's it really, right now, I feel like all you can do is vibe. It's pretty much the only option left to us. What What else is there, really? I mean, um, but, going to um, the park is out. Yes, yes. Interpersonal um, relations not happening. Right. So, what else are you gonna do? You just. You I don't just have the motivation vibe. to do anything but vibe. So. <laughs> The vibe is all there is. Um, but before we get into our main thing today, I want to. We're actually not really gonna. Well, we're probably gonna talk about COVID a little bit today, but not that much. Um, like we have in the past. But I do want to say I. I really. I never thought that I would have to say this. Um, but here we are in 2020, and the president of the United States is proposing drinking bleach as a uh, solution to um, coronavirus. And um, I'm I just... sorry, I missed something. Oh, you didn't see? I did not hear about this occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was a press conference and he has this thing that he... I've been watching, like, all of his press conferences obsessively. It's really a shit show. But, like, he has this thing he likes to do where he just, like, says random ideas he has about, like, how to... What we could maybe be doing to solve coronavirus, um, despite him not being qualified to answer that. Um, a charming habit, really. Yeah, and one of his his ideas was to drink cleaning fluid and um or to or or to inject cleaning fluid into into oneself um so i just want to make it clear that um that's not a thing you should do and i guess i'm not qualified to say that either but i, I feel like don't... it only takes like minimal common sense to figure out that if you inject bleach into your veins, you will in fact have your life terminated shortly thereafter. You know, you'd think that about a lot of things, yet here we are. Yay. Um, yeah, so don't do not do that. Um, but anyway, on a positive note, um, some people, such as actual scientists who are actually qualified to do things like that um actually know what's going on kind of and they're doing tests now or they've done tests now and they're doing more tests on 
the virus and its ability to live in environments that are more hot and more humid and they're finding that as it gets hotter and as it the humidity increases um the virus can last for a much much shorter time which is really good um in terms of containment so that's really good they're doing more testing on that hopefully we'll see um some more info on that soon but it's looking like the theory that the virus will kind of get more manageable into the summer uh it's looking like that'll be true so that's that's good that is good also in in um in 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 the UK uh they're doing testing at Oxford um on <laughs> humans human beings um and large scale trials um which is which is good because we do, we don't normally get to that that phase of testing with vaccines really quickly um but they're they're um they've got vaccines and they're they're stabbing them into people and already mhm that's cool yeah um unfortunately we probably won't we still probably won't see like the results uh of that like we won't see a vaccine that's readily available for everybody to use super soon um it would probably actually be a a bit um but relatively speaking it's actually they're moving quite quickly um because vaccines are really time consuming things um and um yeah so you know that's good um but anyway that's that's it for coronavirus news um i so i <laughs> i had the idea for what i want to talk about today recently because i um i downloaded tiktok <laughs> and tiktok inspiring people globally it real no i mean it really is like <laughs> i downloaded tiktok after after months and years maybe of 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 peer pressure um and i i have to say i don't regret it um and it got me thinking a lot about you know like this generation and stuff and um and our sort of unique culture and sense of humor um and how that is an interesting thing to look at, especially right now, considering the things that are going on. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was, I was thinking a lot about that. And now, I mean, the thing that I've realized, because what I, essentially what I've been doing for the past week um, in preparation for this is I've been watching lots and lots of TikToks, for one thing. For research, of course. Um, Naturally. And I've also been watching a lot of these, like, TED Talks on, like, like how, like, like, like Generation Z is the future or whatever. Um, <laughs> and the conclusion that I've come to is that, like, 90% of these, like, TED Talks and think pieces about... Um, about, like, Gen Z or about millennials or whatever... Uh, or just about the different, like, generational traits or whatever, 90% of them are full of shit. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think, because I think it's really, like, I think they represent this, like, this, like, final act of desperation in these, like, old people who are, like, Oh, the children will save us. Um, and it's like, well, I don't fucking know about that, Grandpa. Because, like, you fucked shit up pretty bad. And I don't know, man. I don't know if we're, like, 
really like as like hardworking and like whatever as you say. I'm just not convinced. Um, not to mention that it's a very daunting task to save the entire world. True. Like, no matter how hardworking or resilient or whatever you are, when somebody's like, here's, you know, 20 different ways in which the world is really, really fucked up, just fix it. You're resilient. Youthful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to be actually, I'm going to be mimicking a lot of these um these TED talks that I'm talking about. I'm going like I that's where my research is coming from mostly. So I'm just saying all of the analysis we do in this episode take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um because I'm really not convinced that anybody knows anything. So, you know, um Anyway, Generation Z, there's been a, a, a load of people online recently talking about how Generation Z supposedly has this very unique sense of humor. And the other thing I'd like to say about that is that I think a lot of that sort of specific kind of humor, um, a lot of it is is not exclusive to a a lot of it is actually just coming from generation z mimicking the millennials um because like because i think really generation z is like millennials 2.0 and like no offense to millennials but um you know because everybody was like millennials are gonna like save us or whatever Everyone just wants the most recent batch of humans to save the world, and then when they don't, you just have to move on. Yeah. Um, so. And hey, there's still time for millennials to save us. True. But, um, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Generation Z has a very unique sense of humor, I think. And... It's actually quite difficult to put into words. Mm. And I have I have bullet points here about what I feel like characterizes Gen Z humor. But how how would how would you characterize the sort of um general culture of you know, this generation? Um, pretty... I mean, I want to say abstract, but that's not even what I mean. It's very... It's, it's very fatalistic a lot of the time. Like, the number of memes... I mean, first of all, the number of memes about the number of catastrophes we've had in 2020 alone, and then each individual one of those catastrophes, like it happens and you open Instagram and you start scrolling through the explore page and it's just, you know, World War Three memes and then two weeks later it's like, oh, Australia is on fire memes and then two weeks later it's like, oh, we're all going to die of the plague memes. So um, a lot of making light of the political and worldwide disasters that are occurring and Aside of that, just a lot of sort of weird, random, abstract things like the arson frog. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's. I think. I think the 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 number one thing that I've noticed is that it's it's very it's it's the subject matter is dark. Yeah. Frequently, and if it's not dark, it's just absurd. It's usually one of the two. Um. And I think I think what we what we kind of realize is that Gen Z humor is either like painfully realistic or just like confusingly like not realistic. Not realistic <laughs> and absurd and totally 
surreal and um and i think that's the main part of it um additionally i see a lot of like i see a lot of like um i think not only do we make light of um of the things happening around us but also i think like the things happening within us um, because I think there's like a lot of, as we'll sort of get into later, there's a lot of, there's a sort of, uh, a bit of a mental health crisis, um, mm. happening. And I think as a result of that, a lot of that works its way into, um, the sort of culture of the youth or whatever. Um, and so like, there's, it's also very dark in the, like, <laughs> I'm depressed. Kind of <laughs> way. Um and I also I want to say that I think um it's important to point out that when we say that the uh, that people are making light of these things, I feel like that has a negative connotation to it. Um because it almost feels like oh you shouldn't be making light of that. But I think like I'm not necessarily saying that um that it's a bad thing yeah because i think uh what i think the important thing is that really um that's the way we get through that sort of thing um yeah is by you know making fun of it um the other characteristic of gen z humor is that i've noticed is that it's, it's frequently um quite anti-establishment mm. which is not a unique thing per se um and it, and it and it, it it may it may have to do with just the because i find that the internet in a lot of ways is really like unfortunately like this big like echo chamber really so like you're just like hearing whatever it is that you're putting out and so maybe it's just the sort of circles that I'm in, but yeah. I feel like it's frequently anti-establishment and occasionally quite anti-capitalist as well. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I just right before you said that about the echo chamber, I was thinking that th there is sort of something to be said for the fact that I feel like whatever humor content that we're running across on a daily basis is probably fairly similar because we're we have fairly similar interests and circles and um but you know sometimes my brothers for example make reference to memes or even like types of memes or humor humorous content that I'm completely unfamiliar with and it's sort of like there's like separate bubbles almost on the internet where where you've got different sorts of humor circulating yeah for sure I, I, I think like and I mean you know I consider myself to be quite the the meme connoisseur um, <laughs> but you know I think um, I think I think unfortunately there's I mean what we have to acknowledge is that just like by like the way like social media and stuff works is that it gives you what you want essentially. Yeah. It gives you things that are based on what you've interacted with before. So you know I again okay. it's just not the reason why you know we could be totally wrong here. However, you know in my um my research, uh, I, I I I did make a point to um to explore um certain areas of internet humor that are not necessarily um places I would normally um I would normally be um and I think like. There, there definitely are different sort of things, but my feeling is that 
a lot of these things are pretty consistent um, because I think like a lot of the factors that contribute to this humor being the way it is aren't like are actually quite universal throughout this age group and throughout this generation specifically the mental health thing um which is a an unfortunate thing that that is so widespread um but um but i don't know um but i think i think in general the sort of like again just like that like either like crushing realism or like absurd surrealism is like just the 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 core of what gen z culture is i think would it be fair to say that i mean i guess this sort of falls sort of could fall in close in the same general broad category as surrealism um not exactly what am i saying um I was going to say escapism because I feel like I see so much, I don't, not even humor necessarily, but just, you know, I see so many posts that are like, when I run away to my cottage by the seashore and, or like people making up fanciful lives or, um, or do you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, maybe it's just like. I think All that's the, just the cottage core tag on Tumblr, actually. Actually, well, yeah, but also that was an example of a broader type of humor, Jaden. I've seen no, it yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know, like not just cottage by the seashore stuff, but like people making up, um, like fantasy scenarios and talking about them as though they're very real or plausible. Um, yeah, and which, I mean. I, I think I think that's that's always really been a component of like any media ever that's throughout um because I think that the the reality of like being if like just like life as a human being is that it like kind of <laughs> sucks sometimes <laughs> so like uh, you know um I think that escapism is like very necessary yeah. To our survival. Um, but speaking of <laughs> life sucking, yeah, um, I we've sort of identified what uh, Gen Z humor is, but the question I want to ask is why. Um, and, um, as we mentioned before, I think a lot of it has to do with mental health. Um, and I think I can attest to that, um, as someone who, like many people I know, struggles with mental health and uses humor as a coping mechanism. Um, but I think, I think it's really under... Um, underestimated how massive this like um this men- like when I say mental health crisis like I mean a mental health crisis um because like so like between between 2007 and uh, 2017 the percentage of teenagers who had experienced a major depressive episode in the past year went up from 8% to 13 percent within that same span of 10 years suicides among those aged 10 to 24 rose 56 percent like that's massive yeah that's unprecedented like um and and it's interesting because prior to like the early 2000s that stuff was actually going down um and then it started going up um and i would wager that a lot of that has to do with 
certain events that happened in the early 2000s, which we'll get into later. Um, but it hasn't stopped going up, um, or at least not. It hasn't. Um, I'm sure it's gone down at points, but I don't think it's really. Um, I think we continue to see like an upward trend since um, since the the two thousands. Um, additionally, uh, a twenty eighteen study found that cases of anxiety disorder uh, went up by seventeen uh, percent in five years prior to them, um, which is also somewhat significant. So. I think it's fair to say that shit's kind of fucked up. Mm, you think? Yeah. And I mean, like, I think it's, you know, I, I think you don't even need to look at the numbers, really. I think you'd, like, just, like, existing in circles with members of Gen Z you will you will see that walk um, through a high school well not anymore but you know walk through a yeah, high don't s- <laughs> don't do that right now <laughs> but you know hypothetically if there were still a high school in operation just like walk through it and count the number of like suicide jokes you hear and there you've kind of already got your proof yeah yeah i mean and and it, it's it's funny because no, it's not, it's not funny actually, um, <laughs> but it's 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 fitting because I I had a realization today that and I th- I th- well I think a lot of it has to do specifically right now with this quarantine and stuff. I think I think a lot of people are really not handling it well, and I I had a I had a realization just hours ago uh, today. Uh, before recording this, um, uh, a, 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 fr- a friend of mine um, who I was talking to is seriously struggling, um, and it's, it's 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 you know I think there are times where it reaches a point where it's like, you know I don't really know what to say because it's like um, we're living in a really weird situation. Yeah. And it's like how do I like rationally like how do how can I say like um like that it's going to be okay? Like how yeah. do I like and and I I I've actually I uh I actually had a conversation with a with a teacher once about this um sort of talking about after like the 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 2016 election and stuff and and you know she was saying like at that point it's like she had this moment where it's like how do i tell my students like that everything is going to be fine when like everything is like going wrong yeah um and i think that's like it's really just like i think the other thing that's underestimated is just that the past like you know 20 years have been kind of really in- insane um and like we've witnessed like a lot of really major things happen in that relatively short span of time um and it's just like it's like who can blame you know these Gen Z kids for like being depressed. Like I mean, it's um the I think the society is like like it can barely like as nobody can process this stuff. It's like it's just so out there, right? Um, I mean, every like few days, the reality of like the reason I haven't left my house in a month or two is because we're all quarantining from a global pandemic that is sweeping the globe and killing thousands, if not millions. And I'm 
you know, because you don't, I don't think about that on a daily basis. I'm like, ah, just another day in quarantine. What will I do today? The same thing I did yesterday. (laughs) Um, And then I don't really think about like why or like the scale of what's sort of going on outside my, you know, bubble of self-pity and boredom. Um, and, And then every once in a while it like hits me and I'm like, oh, right. Like this is the, the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ergo, the escapism in the cottagecore posts. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think, um, so I, there, there was, there was a, there was a very, um, there's an interesting video, um, that I, I, I would wager a lot of people have seen. I, it's a, it would sort of went viral several years ago. Um, uh, is this Buzzfeed video? Um, and I, I hate to cite Buzzfeed, but, <laughs> um, you know, here we are. Um, and it, it, it talks about the different generations and, and, and again, it's like one of these like really like bullshit, like kind of things where it's like, like, Ooh, like this generation is like really like hardworking and like, Oh my God. Like generation Z has never existed in a world without like the internet. And it's like, Oh wow. Great. Whoa. Thank, thank you. Buzzfeed. Um, that is an cool. incredible observation. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things they pointed out is that a lot of Gen Z is, I think there's a, a this prevailing anxiety. And not to say that that didn't exist before, but specifically because the majority of, um, the majority of Gen Z has spent their life in a post 9/11 world. And I think the the cultural impact of 9/11 is I mean you know to say it's massive is an understatement. Um like I think the um it, you know it ha- politically culturally um mentally and on on an emotional level. And I think because of that like I think there's there's I think it caused a lot of fear in people um which I think over time was only amplified by other things um but I think it was like a very um I think it, it caused a lot of paranoia um and anxiety and I think that's you know because I, and I think you know most of Gen Z was not really like was either not alive or not conscious enough <laughs> to recognize the the like the um what was really going on then um but I think in terms of like how that affected the parents and how that's sort of affected the world that we're all growing up in I think that's like there's really a lot to be said for that I think um and then additionally I think you know in the years after that you know um just in i mean in the past you know in the past like 5 or so years alone like this the this sort of epidemic of school shootings and stuff um which we've seen this like massive you know um increase of um during the 2010s um, and the, the 2000s. Um, like, I think only amplified that fear that at any moment, like anything, like something could go horribly wrong. Right. Um, and I think that's like, like A, that creates that need for like the escapism. B, I think like it creates that like you know, a lot of this, like, anxiety and stress and stuff, um, because it's, like, you know, school is, like, stressful enough as it is, 
but like if you're concerned that like someone's gonna burst in with a gun and kill you on top of you know the history test you're stressing over like right like slight slightly raised levels of anxiety just like a tad yeah yeah um yeah and then you know and i think like so i think there's just like this very like overwhelming sort of anxiety and then additionally i think one of the most important events in the you know for i'd say most of generation z um would be the election of donald trump right Um, because i think i mean i know for me i i think that's certainly like if there's if there's an event that like is like that i'm gonna remember forever like that's probably it oh my goodness Although, although although like depending on how this whole quarantine goes <laughs> that could could change right the um when when trump was elected i guess uh i guess you know when i was really young like george bush or somebody somebody else was elected but from the time i was like conscious of oh, there's an election happening. We're picking the leader of our country and my parents have to go to a place and vote and lend their support to one person because they agree with this person over this person. You know, the only, the first two elections that I was like conscious of were both of Obama's elections. And, and I sort of had it in my head like, oh, you know, whoever my parents vote for win my wins like my parents are in the majority of the country you know we've never like lost an election before because like in my experience like the candidate that my parents were lending their support to had always won and so I sort of had this like idyllic vision of like America as like major as the majority of America is supporting like the same ideals that my family are and it's going to be fine and like yeah Donald Trump sucks and he's fun to make fun of but like there's no way he's ever going to win this election and then you know he did and I was like oh okay so that's the thing so yeah yeah and and I, and I think I think like I think a lot of people like not even just like kids I think prior to the 2016 election we're really living under a similar illusion, I think, because I think I and I, and I and I don't blame them because I think people were really energized and motivated by the whole Obama era, um, and I think I think there was like this sort of like illusion that like things were looking were, up, like, yeah, and that there were like no problems and that it was like all going to be like everything's good. under control everything's great everything's fine just yeah. relax and i think unfortunately i think i think a lot of people in a way still live under that same illusion um i think there are a lot of people who who really f- feel like like everything was fine like under the obama era like like under the obama administration like i think and I think there are people who really still feel like, like we can just, just like time travel back to that, like poof, and just, poof, l- just last last four years they didn't happen. I just just was... yeah, and and I, and I think though I think for a lot of us, and I think for the younger people, I think it's this like crushing realism again, like the realization that a lot of people in America are really, really hateful towards certain groups of people and that there are, like, really deeply rooted problems um, in terms of that. And, like, that there is, like, something fundamentally wrong with the system because it's allowed this guy Donald Trump who is like a joke and who was always a joke to literally be 
a danger. Yeah. To literally be president of the United States and to be able to sit there at his podium and tell us to to drink bleach. Um, Delicious. Delicious. My favorite beverage. Um, but Was that the Gen Z humor? Just like... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're getting really meta now. Um, yeah. But, you know, so I think it was... Just, I think, and I think that's really... Um, created this sort of like this this realism and this sort of like um this sort of nihilistic sort of philosophy that a lot of gen z has adopted yeah um and you know it's like who can who can blame him um and i think we we see this with like with other generations um uh, in my research that I did, um, notice how I keep flexing all the research I did. Um, <laughs> I appreciate I looked... your research. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I looked specifically at um, two other generations in history. Firstly, I looked at the silent generation, which is like 1928, I'm going to say, to 1945. I think that's correct. And is I should have that. The people born in the immediate aftermath. No, it's not the people born in the immediate aftermath of World War One, but it's the people born after the twenties. Yeah, at the end of the twenties. So between the greatest generation and the baby boomers. Um and they're like that entire span of, you know, nineteen twenty eight to nineteen forty five. Like the majority of that well, maybe not the majority of that. But like, like that's like leading up to World War Two, and then world all of World War Two, right? And so these guys are all being born into that uh, sort of time period, which is like, and they they the Silent Generation is compared to Gen Z a lot because right. they um, both of us were sort of born into these really politically and economically chaotic times um which you know were and and clearly there's 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 a difference um a lot of differences but in both cases it was these sort of like unprecedented levels of just you know chaos and um and stuff like that and as a result of that i would argue um the silent generation is typically seen as uh quote unquote grave and as you mentioned before fatalistic um which i would say is a direct parallel um to gen z i mean if you're Um, if you're growing up in a time when like everything's chaotic as you said and and you'd like and dangerous in a at least in a broader more worldwide sense then I feel like you're sort of bound to develop like fatalism and um yeah <laughs> yeah um I'm not and... sure oh go ahead I was just gonna say I'm not sure I've ever met anybody our age who has denied that life is meaningless and the only difference is whether people are like life is meaningless and horrible and we're all going to die someday or if they're like life is meaningless do whatever you want i mean <laughs> yeah you're kind of <laughs> right um yeah so i mean so i think in that way uh we're very similar the difference i think is that the silent generation is you know is was very um not very um interested in change or anything um <laughs> uh, hence their name the silent generation they didn't really like to protest or anything um and they were more interested in working within the system rather than going against it and i think that's a key difference but um but i think there are a lot of similarities um the other generation wait yeah i just this this could be me going like full english major mode but i was 
if this uh 1984 and Brave New World are both like dystopian novels from that generation, right? Like the 40s. And spoilers for 1984 and Brave New World ahead, kids. Um, both of them have very like hopeless endings where it's like they conform or they die trying. And it's like if we're going with the um, the idea that we have very similar senses of humor, but the silent generation was a lot less interested in change their dystopian novels are like the world sucks and everything's awful and there's no use trying to change it and if you think about like the the dystopian novels of our generation like the hunger games or the divergent series or any of the zillions of other books that were very clearly inspired by the hunger games um they're all about revolt and revolution and I don't know, that just popped up in my head and I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that I, I, I hear that. I mean, on the other hand, like, George Orwell um, is, like, was, like, literally, like, a a socialist. And, right. <laughs> um, and he, he was also, I mean, he was born in 1903. Um, so he's but, a little earlier than that. Yeah, so I mean, um, but yeah, I think that's definitely, and I think that's definitely something you could look more into, um, and I'm sure there's a a, a, a trend there, um, but yeah, um, but the the other the other generation that I thought was interesting is, is Generation X, um, who and that's going to be like late 60s through right up until the 80s i think um and yeah. they're kind of like they're like known as like the middle child generation between like the two largest generations the baby boomers and the millennials um and they're um they're also known as being kind of like very negative and pessimistic. Um, and, um, you know, as a result of like um, being in that, like growing up in that era of like the cold war and having like these, like, um, like I think their like their version of like, like, cause now we have like school shootings and stuff that we worry about. I think their thing was like nuclear, nuclear warfare. Yeah. Nuclear <laughs> warfare. And, um, and you know, because while, while we are all like practicing these, like, you know, these lockdown drills and stuff, they were hiding under their desks and stuff to in case they were bombed in case they were bombed, which I still don't really understand how that's an effective way of, <laughs> Jaden, don't you know that bomb. desks are literally <laughs> missile proof? They cannot be destroyed. I have you ever seen a desk break? I think not. Exactly. <laughs> well, we've solved all the mysteries of uh, the classroom yeah. on the this <laughs> podcast tonight. I... Um, yeah, but like, so and and so you know, in a similar way, I think there's like a level of um just like real like i think and i think i think gen x is also different in that they i think they're a bit more a bit more a bit more apathetic i think <laughs> um not apathetic but uh, you know i think just um very uh i mean you know did you, you know, Gen X gave us, um, you know, like grunge and stuff. Um, Gen and... X are also the parents of like a lot of Gen Z, right? Not all of. Them, yeah, but I like mean, a... my, my parents are Gen X. Um, yeah. And like, yeah. So I mean, there could be a connection there too. Um, but so there's there's historical precedent for all of this, and and I think the we sort of see these the the reflections of the past in and um what's going on now and do you think i think 
I mean, could the reason that our that Gen Z's sense of humor seems so like every you know everybody always talks about how it's like so unique, uh, not to modify unique, but you know how it's very like distinctive. But then you also hear people comparing it to you know the Silent Generation or or whoever else from the past all the time. Is sometimes I wonder if it's just because like nobody's ever been able to express their humor in the very weird digital way that we're able to these days. That is exactly what I was about to talk about. Look um, at me. I We have a psychic link. <laughs> we have a psychic link. Um, yeah. Well, because I think the reality is that the, the humor is not really that unique, or at least it wouldn't be. If it were not for certain technological innovations, because Gen Z has grown up in a in a world where the internet has always been like a a big ass part of life, <laughs> like, um, and we've always had you know social media at our fingertips, and um, and we've had like and like I think it it also like something that contributes to this like sort of realism that we're talking about is the fact that we have access to so much information like all the time. So like every time something horrible happens, we know about it instantly. Yeah. Um, and so like, and there's no avoiding it. There's no avoiding it. Especially and, like, because we choose to express so much of our humor through memes. So even if you like turn off the news and you're like, I can't cope with this. And then right. you open Instagram and it's like, so did you hear about the latest news on the coronavirus? It's a cycle. It's a cycle. And, um, and I think like, so that, that contributes a lot to it. Additionally, I think specifically, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is ridiculous, but I think that literally just the inventions of Vine and then later TikTok <laughs> have contributed so much to I mean because that's like you know um that's like so much of my not necessarily I mean the like in the later part of my early years um <laughs> you know, dominated by Vine. I mean, like, you know, because it, it came out when I was in elementary school or something. Um, and, like, it's that kind of... And there's a very unique thing about the those platforms, um, specifically with Vine in the, the sort of the limitations of the six-second looping video. Um, and like, you know, because I, I think as we know, like technological innovations are usually at the core of like most like important changes in art and culture, um, and in media. And I think like, like, I mean, really, <laughs> I think TikTok is just the printing press of the <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say something like that? I mean, <laughs> it's look hot take. Uh, the oh inventor God. of TikTok and uh, fucking Gutenberg, <laughs> pretty much equally important. Pretty uh, much the exact same person. Does that mean we get the Renaissance soon? Well, I I mean, hey, maybe maybe this is the Renaissance. Um, what this? I, I, I think, where we're all stuck in our houses, hiding from a plague. Well, Wait. <laughs> I mean, I ta- I talked I talked about this. I think on the last episode about how the Renaissance came right after like the Black Death. So Renaissance time. It's Renaissance time. As Let's go. As soon as quarantine is over, we are bringing back the Renaissance. <laughs> we are bringing back humanism. We are sculpting the Greek gods. <laughs> In all of their splendor. Yeah. About to just combine art and science real quick. <laughs> Big brain time. 
Um, we'll discover the Fibonacci spiral 2.0. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think... Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think the technology contributes to a lot of it. And, um, you know, maybe we are in... We're heading towards the next renaissance um and i think you know just to sort of wrap up on a, on a positive note i think this is my this is my take this is my big take i think that gen z humor is actually the savior of humanity um damn and i think tiktok <laughs> will liberate us <coughs> from our struggles um and i mean that only semi-ironically um I, because i think not only do these technological innovations combined with with you know struggle and emotional pain make for great art um true also i think that this sort of like this sort of nihilistic philosophy is exactly the philosophy that we need going forward because if we're to make it through things like this like we have to just kind of like accept the shitty chaos of the universe and and I think and you know, and that's why I I consider myself an optimistic nihilist. I love that I phrase. Think, I agree. I think I think that like it, it it there's no meaning to it. It doesn't make sense. It's not you know good or bad. It's like shit's crazy. But like hey, I'm just here to have a good time. All right. Exactly. If you're not put on this earth for any particular reason, then like. Why not just spend your life making yourself happy and not hurting other people and hopefully helping other people while you do it? Because that's literally the best possible option and it makes a lot of sense. Amen. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's just... Um, I think uh, it's really like... Um, I think going forward, we have to practice acceptance and recognize that the chaos is just chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we just have to be okay with that. And I think just, like, this sort of, like, weird realism um, of Gen Z is how we do it. So, you know, this uh, episode was sponsored by TikTok. Um, <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for <laughs> that's it for this. Um, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had like a really good like ending here, but then it just like it went right. It, it's not not there anymore. Just like um. find an applicable TikTok audio and just edit it. In. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> follow me on TikTok <laughs> at Jaden Van Vork. Um, I don't post anything, but you know. Um. Anyway, uh, stay healthy, guys. Thank you so much for for listening. Um. And we will we'll we'll see you next week. If you like this, uh, make sure to give us some good ratings. Subscribe. Just Promote us. Just, just beat the fuck out of that subscribe button. <laughs> just um, yeah, give us some good ratings if you're on Apple Podcasts. Um. Uh. It <laughs> 
come back and, and listen to more podcast uh, yes episodes. please come back um and yeah and did i already say share this i i don't know i said i said um, promote us <laughs> promote us yeah put us on TikTok, your, your tiktoks you and your like, instagrams tiktok if you would like to collaborate with us you know my dms are open <laughs> um hit me up i uh money please mm. um anyway this is really way too long of an intro thank outro. you all for listening out in i'm really <laughs> see like i drank this yerba mate <laughs> thinking i would like not fall apart by the end but it just happened anyway Thank you all so much for listening and we'll we'll fucking catch you next later. week. No. Next one we'll ever. We'll see <laughs> if we're still here. Um <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>